Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Acts chapter 2. Go to Acts chapter 2. This is our base verse. I just want to review it. It's kind of like the first one that we talked about. And we're going to put it up on the screens. This is Peter. This is when the church started. And it says this. Those who accepted his message, Peter's message, when he preached, they were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship, to the breaking of the bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And all believers were together. And they had everything in what? In common, go to the next part. It says they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They met in homes, in connect groups. By the way, it's laundry. Today, 80 groups begin all over Miami. You need to get in a group. It's going to bless your life. And then it says they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And I'm believing that God's going to do that in this house. Can I get an amen? amen? Go with me really quick to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 2. It's just about three books before. Go to, go to Mark. We're going to read one more passage. As you're going there, look at your neighbor and tell them you look fantastic this afternoon. Can you look at your neighbor and remind them to smile and tell them that Jesus loves them? Look at your neighbor and tell them you have the best smile I've ever seen in my life. Some people, you can't get anything out of them. Come on, we're, we're alive. We're in church. Any single people in the house? Some people raise two hands. Be extra friendly with your neighbor because you never know. Mark chapter 2. I want to focus on this passage today. We're going to begin in verse 1. Look at what it says. It says, after a few days, it says, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. And so they gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man. And he was carried by how many men? Four men. And it says, since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. And then they lowered the man in the mat that he was lying on. And it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law, religious people who were sitting there and they were thinking to themselves, why did this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? There were Pharisees, religious leaders, a.k.a. haters. And it says, verse 8, immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that there was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralyzed men, your sins are forgiven or to stay, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I'll tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Verse 12, we'll finish it with this. It says, he got up. He took his mat and he walked out in full view of them all. It says that this amazed everyone. And they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. Anybody thank God that we serve a miracle working Savior. I want to share a message with you that's on my heart this afternoon. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. I want to talk to you out of the subject, dream team. Dream team. Your neighbor and tell him we're part of a dream team dream team and if you're here today for the first time we're glad that you're here and we pray that today you would see Jesus in a way that you've never seen him before come on why don't we close our eyes bow our head and let's ask God to bless this time father we just thank you 
We thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you so much for your grace. You are, you are so good. You're awesome, God. There's no one like you. Thank you for what you're doing in this house, and this community. Thank you for what you're doing here in Kendall and in our city campus. Thank you for the 9, the 11, the 1. Thank you for the 7 p.m. Thank you for all the people graduating Growth Track today. Thank you that you're adding to our number daily, God. Thank you that you're moving in power. God, we believe that we can't stop because we're the church of Jesus Christ. Have your way in this place today. Continue to heal lives, lift up heads, and God, continue to give the Miami Hurricanes victory. In Jesus' name, all God's people say, come on, all God's people say, 1 p.m. Can you just make some noise for Jesus one more time? Come on. Does anybody here have um, what, what they call pet peeves? Pet peeves. Pet peeves. You know, things that just bother you. or, or what, what are some pet peeves that you have? Like, you know, what are, what are, some, what are some pet peeves? Phil doesn't like it when uh, people hate on Chipotle. That's not a pet peeve. That's a personal favorite. What's, what's another pet peeve? I don't know pet peeves that people have. I think there's all kinds of... Cell phones in my classroom. I don't allow... A teacher saying cell phones in her classroom. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of pet peeves. And I agree with the cell phone thing. I, I don't know about you, but have you ever gone inside an elevator and there's about 10 people in an elevator and somebody's having a full-blown personal conversation in front of you on the phone with somebody, right? That, I don't know why that bothers me. Am I the only one? If it is, I'm sorry, and judge me if you want, but uh, Jesus still loves me. But, but t- the other day I was in an elevator. It was about 10 of us, and there was a guy talking to his mom, asking what to buy her, like what, what she should buy in the grocery store. But he was talking to her as rude as can be. And he was like, Mom, I need the milk. Just get me the milk. I don't care about anything else. Get me the milk. And, and we're all in the elevator for 32 floors. Like, can you talk after we get out of the elevator? Like, I think what we wanted to do was take the phone away and teach him some personal manners when it comes to his mom. And you don't talk to your mom. My mom would make my, slap my face. I'll be looking backwards the whole ride down. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hispanic moms don't play. Another thing that I dislike, and maybe it's just me, and maybe I just need some prayer. But you ever been somewhere and somebody doesn't answer their phone, cell phone and it's just ringing and ringing and ringing? I'm talking about for like five, ten minutes, nonstop. The other day I was at the bank and two guys in front of me, uh, the, the, the guy that was two, two people in front of me, his phone started ringing and it was really loud. And uh, the entire bank is looking in their pockets, is looking in their purse, is looking everywhere as to whose phone was ringing. And um, obviously those that were close to him, we knew it was him. And uh, he was just oblivious to it. He would just let it ring and ring and ring and ring and not answer. Have you ever tried calling somebody and they don't pick up the phone? Isn't it the worst thing? You're calling them and they're not picking up. And then you get on Instagram and they just put up a selfie. You're just like, come on, bro. I'm, I'm calling you. As I thought about the guy not responding and how much that just bothers me. I started thinking, church, that I want to be the person and I want us to be the church that always answers to the call of God on our life. I think God is calling us as a church and God is calling us personally to do so much for him. And I wonder how many of us haven't picked up the call of God on our life. I think that there's people in here that are gifted. I think that there's people in here that are talented. I think that there's people in here that have so much wisdom and the hand of God is over their life. And God has called them time and time again. But instead of answering the call, we choose to ignore it. I I was guilty of that in my life for such a long time. Can can we be honest, though? It's a lot easier to ignore the call than it is to deal with the details, right? Like, we look around Miami. Miami is such a city that is is such need. I mean, you just turn on the news for five minutes, and you see that our city's in trouble. There's things going on left and right. And all the things that we could be doing in our city, you start thinking about the details. You're like, whoa, it's a lot easier to pretend like nobody's calling us to help. 
Right? We don't have to get our hands dirty. It won't require sacrifice. It won't require finances. It won't require time out of our busy schedules. I mean, it's a lot easier to pretend that we're not hearing the call. I just want to be the kind of person that always answers when God calls my name. That it doesn't matter what it's going to take, but when God calls me, whether I have the ability or not, I'm always going to be available and say, God, you can use me. Here I am. Send me. Can I get an amen? On there. We are always up and saying, God, you can use me. I think the problem, the problem is not that people don't want Jesus in our city. Maybe you're like, Alex, but, but not a lot of people want Jesus in the city of Miami. I really don't think that, that that's the issue. I think people do want God. There's a hunger for God in our city. There's a hunger for God in our world. All you have to do is look around and see the amount of religious activity that happens day in and day out. People are looking for all different types of things. People will mix all different types of religion just to find some kind of peace. I have this healing bracelet just to find my peace, my aura, my whatever it's called. Like I just, just want some kind of peace, right? You look around and people are like, are you spiritual? Because I'm very spiritual, right? People are looking for something to satisfy their soul. Because at the end of the day, we all need soul satisfaction. We all have a void in our life that the only one that can fill it is God. That's why the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, that chapter 3, that God has put eternity in the heart of men. That's why there's this hunger. That's why people look around like there has to be more to life than nice cars. People will try to fill it with the cars. People will try to fill it with houses. People will try to fill it with relationships. People will try to fill it with substances. Well, maybe if I get this in me, this will satisfy a craving that I have on the inside. Can I tell you that the only thing that will fill that craving, it is the love and peace that comes from God alone. Come on. People are in need. Let's just look around and say, my God, I know my city is in need. That's why as a church, I think what we have to do is always answer the call. And I really believe that what's happened in the past is that churches have either not answered the call or we put more obstacles in the way. Right? Some of us that grew up in church, we know some of the obstacles that we've seen in church. Right? When people want to come in, instead of helping them see Jesus, we actually block their view a little bit more. We say, well, you come from what kind of background? You can't come in here. Oh, you have tattoos? You can't. You're not allowed in this church. Oh, you come from that lifestyle? You're not allowed in here. Oh, you got makeup on? You need to take off all that makeup and all those earrings today. Here we wear long skirts, be on the toes, and make sure that you don't even look nice. Come into church. We put obstacles. I don't know about you, but I want to tear obstacles down so that people can see Jesus clearly. Come on. Let's not put rules and regulations. Let's open the doors wide and say all are welcome. Whosoever wants to see Jesus. Come on, let's tear those obstacles down. If today you're in here, you're saying, I've been hurt by the church. Maybe you're in here, you're like, I've been ostracized. I've been kicked out by the church. Can I be the first one to tell you I'm sorry? I'm sorry on behalf of the church. And I want to tell you that it's full of imperfect people. And so there is going to be instances and there is going to be times where we all get hurt by the church. But guess what? It's his bride. And God desires to use imperfect things because he desires to use us. It's his bride. And I really believe with all my heart, this is my passion, to serve in church, to be in church every day of my life. I love it because it is the bride of Jesus Christ. The church is God's idea. It is what God has picked to display his wisdom, the Bible says, to the world. It's through the church. I thank God for the church. There is nothing like the church. It is the only organization that's actually a living organism that has been here before us and will exist after us. Every other corporation, every other government program will shut down one day, but the church, the Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I really believe this this afternoon, you need to write this down, that the church is the hope of the world. 
Jesus Christ living in us and we get to serve as a team, the church is the hope of the world. I really believe that the church is the light of the world. God has designed and God has chosen to use you and me to tell people about Jesus through the church. And we can do so much good together. We believe that God wants to use us as a church. I want you to know that what we do as a church, we're doing it because we believe that God is using us right now. That the time is now and the people are us. That's why we talked about this last week, that we are going to worship like it all depends on God, but we're going to work like it all depends on us. We're not going to stop. That's why we call this series, We Can't Stop. And this is three weeks leading up to Heart for the House. Why do we do Heart for the House? Why do we give weekly? Because we believe this is all about people. It's about reaching people. People that are lost, people that are hopeless, people that are desperate, people that are addicted to drugs. It's about going to every corner, going to every street, going to every neighborhood and saying, hey, Jesus is the light of the world. You need him in your life. It's all about people because at the end of the day, one of our core values as a church is that people are the cause of our church. People, why does Calvary do what they do? Hey, Alex, why why do you guys do everything that you do? Because people are the cause of our church. Why do you have four services on a Sunday? Because people are the cause of our church. If you can't make it to the 9, guess what? We got an 11. If you can't make it to the 11, guess what? We got an awesome 1 p.m. You can't come to the 1 p.m., guess what? We got a 7 p.m. And sooner or later, we're going to start at 6 p.m. here on Sunday nights. And we're also going to start a homestead campus. And we're also going to start at 11. Oh, come on. We can't stop because it's all about people. Because at the end of the day, God loves people. And I want to love what God loves. God loves people so much that he gave his one and only son so that whosoever believed in him will not die but have everlasting life. Is anybody grateful that God loves on you, that he rescued you, that he picked you up? Come on, God loves people. What I love about the book of Acts is that the early church, they understood this. They, they got this. The Holy Spirit falls on them, and immediately they knew that the hope, the hope of the world was the church. And so they gather together, and all of a sudden they start sharing everything that they had. It said they had all things in common. They, I have some possessions that I'm not using. I'm going to sell it, and I'm going to bring the money to the church. And they all gathered together, and they worked as a dream team. And they realized that God was about to use the church in an incredible way. That's an incredible team when they all come together, one mind, one accord. And from there, the church took off. And we see dream team all over the Bible. We see people who work in community together to make things easier for people to see Jesus. Come on, we saw it when Jesus was alive. In the book of Mark, the Bible says that Jesus is walking around talking about the kingdom of heaven and, and he's t- praying for people and healing people. And the Bible says in the beginning of the book of Mark that he, he approaches a leper. A leper, everybody knows what leprosy is, is when your skin is falling off everywhere and you look like the people at the backup dancers, a thriller, right? And people are like, there's disease and people falling everywhere. And, and Jesus goes and he heals this guy of leprosy. Completely heals skin. And all of a sudden Jesus says, hey, do me one favor. I don't want to tell people yet I'm the son of God. There's a plan in place, so, so don't go tell anybody. What does the leper do? Puts a selfie up on Instagram, tells the whole world about Jesus, right? So all of a sudden, crowds started to follow Jesus everywhere that he went. I mean, he had mobs of people following him everywhere that he went. And the Bible says that he goes into the temples to preaching, and he, he goes into houses. And here in Mark chapter 2, he walks into this one house, and uh, the house gets, I mean, it just gets packed. Everybody's in the house. Everybody wants to see Jesus. Everybody wants to hear Jesus. There was no space. I mean, it looked like our 11 a.m. service. No space. No space at the door. This thing was jam-packed. Everybody wanted to hear Jesus. And all of a sudden, in Mark chapter 2, it talks about four guys. I love these four guys. You know what's funny? These four guys, they don't even have a name in the Bible. These four guys, they, 
they remembered they had a friend. And they said, hey, they, they were on their way to church, right? I could just picture them walking. They were eating pita chips and hummus, and they're walking. Oh, can't wait to see Jesus. And, and let's hear what Jesus has to say today. And oh, my God, are you going to talk to G? I can't wait to talk to G. And all of a sudden, they remembered that little Johnny was at home. And little Johnny couldn't get to see Jesus. And I always pick little Johnny. I don't know why. But they're like, wait a minute. We have a friend that can't get to Jesus. Oh, man. But you know, maybe one of them was like, ah, oh, but just we'll, we'll tell Johnny the notes later. We'll show it to him on live stream on YouTube or something. Like, we, we, can, we can't go get Johnny. And one of them was like, we don't have YouTube yet. Oh, that's right. Uh, what can we do? Wait, wait. Ah, uh, man. Uh, the thing is, we're going to admit it's already rolling. We got to get to church before rolling because we can't get to church late because worship is the most important part of service. So we have to get to church on time. No, 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 no. Come on. Oh, we're going to miss In Your Hands by Nate. Come on. I can't miss that song. Calvary Music. It's amazing. And um, there were the one, I mean, I just, I mean, I, there could have been a discussion. And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, we're going to go get Johnny. We might be a few minutes late and we're eventually going to see Jesus. But we're not going to forget about the person that can't make it to Jesus. We're not going to forget about those that have no way of seeing Jesus. We're not going to forget those that can't make it inside of a church. We're not going to forget about those that never have a way to be able to come in through the doors. Come on. We want to be people on team that never forget. I want to talk to you about three characteristics really quick about people on Dream Team. The first thing that we got to know about people on Dream Team is that they, they got to live with eyes that see beyond themselves. We got to live with eyes that see beyond ourselves. If we're going to be a church that's effective, if we're going to be a church that makes an impact in Miami, come on, anybody want to be part of a church that makes a difference? We have to have eyes that see beyond ourselves. How many times are we just thinking about ourselves? Come on, you know what we have to do? We have to kill the me mentality. Three amens. <laughs> come on, anybody with me? We got to kill the me mentality. We come to church, and what are they going to sing for me? <laughs> I didn't like that song they sang. I, that's not my favorite song. That, oh, let's see what the preacher has for me today. Oh, today he was a little loud, screaming too much. I didn't like it. Ah, uh, the lights were a little bit too bright. Uh, I'm, I'm not feeling it today. I'll come back maybe a month later. Uh, I hope there's a greeter waiting for me, and he better greet me with a smile, because if he doesn't greet does he know who I am? Hello, I'm coming to church. He should be great. There should be somebody to help me with the parking team. Hello, I'm making it to the house of God. Where's my seat? I have season tickets in the front row. Somebody better have my seat. Who's sitting in my own? Better kick them out. That's my seat. That's my favorite. I get spit on by Alex and everything. I don't care. But that's my seat. Let's get rid of me mentality. I'm not coming to church anymore because they don't sing my favorite song. It's not about us. It's about people that don't know Jesus. I think one of the words, one of the words that I want us to take heart to today is the word aware. I wonder if we live with the awareness of what's going on around us. I wonder if we're aware of the people around us that are in need, that are, that are dying without Jesus. How many people went out to a club last night and didn't wake up this morning? How many people went out to a party last night and didn't get home? Right? We, let's be aware of the city that we live in and say there's so much to do in a city like ours. We need to be aware. How many times have we gotten comfortable? Come on, starting with me. Jesus saves us, and all of a sudden, we're just enjoying church life, and we think that church life is just a Sunday life. And the last time we brought somebody to church was 15 years ago for a Christmas special. It's the last time we evangelized. It's that, look what Rick Warren says about Christians. I love what Pastor Rick Warren says. He says, the number one reason Christians don't share Christ with others is that they are too preoccupied with themselves. 
it's all about me. It's just me. I'm, I'm running late to church. I, I, I want to make it to church. And after church, don't even ask me to get involved. I'm just going to go home. I, I'm too busy. My kids are all over the place. Oh, my God. This is just crazy. I'm all over the place, right? How many times are we aware of our surroundings? Right? Like, even in your own job, how many people are desperate for Jesus? Coworkers, bosses, friends, employees. How many people are our own family? When's the last time we brought to somebody to church? Come on, I'm preaching to myself. When's the last time we said, hey, you need to make it to the house of God? I don't know what you need to do. I'll pick you up at 9 a.m. I'll pick you up at 11 a.m. I'll pick you up at 1 I don't care what I have to do. I'm taking you to church one way or another. We got to bring them to the house of Jesus. These four friends are like, hey, hey, let's not forget Johnny. I, I know we're late, and I know, I know it's going to get packed, and I know we, we may not make it on time, but, but we have to go get our friend. We'll do whatever we have to do because this isn't about us only. It's about the people that need him. Let's not forget about the people that need him. We need to evangelize. I think we lost that word. It's an old word we used to use in church, but we need to evangelize a whole lot more. I love what the Bible says. If we put it up in the book of Matthew, Jesus says this, You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. That way they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You didn't get saved so that you can be hiding under a table. You didn't get the light of Jesus so that you can keep it to yourself. You got saved so that you can shine bright and say, I know the answer. I know the hope. I know the, come on, I know peace. I found it. His name is Jesus. I can't share the gospel. I really don't know. What do I say? Just say your story. Say, hey, you know what, I, I don't know too much, but I know this. I once was blind, now I can see. I once was dead, now I'm alive. I once was lame, but now I can walk. Come on, this is all Jesus. As a church, we're always going to be committed to see beyond ourselves. I want you to know that. If you call Calvary home, we're always going to see beyond ourselves. That's why we have a whole department that's just for care. We have a care department, and we do things locally and globally. I just want to show you some of the things that we do. Every single Sunday, I could tell you story after story after story, but this is just some of the things that we do locally and globally as a church. These are just some of the things. Here, City Care, which is locally, we have a nursing home ministry I told you about last week, where every single, once a month, every, on the weekends, we go out and we talk to every single elderly person that's forgotten about in a home, because a lot of people, we drop people off at homes and then we forget about them. So many times, not even families goes to visit them. I love that the church is there worshiping, telling them about Jesus, preaching Jesus to them, loving on them. Sometimes they paint their nails. Sometimes they sit with them and play some games. Come on, because God has called us to take care of humanity. I'm glad three people think this is awesome. Women's prison ministry. Women's prison ministry. Every single week, we are in jails telling women about Jesus. How many times do we forget about inmates because they made a mistake in their past? We already judge them and nobody should talk to them. No, that's our chance for us to go in there and tell them that God could redeem their future. Come on. By the way, we just started Celebrate Recovery in prison with these ladies, which is amazing. The homeless outreach where every month we go and feed the homeless, clothe the homeless, juvenile at-risk programs. We have I Am Affiliated and Youth for Christ where we go out and talk to teens about Jesus. We have embraced our anti-human trafficking ministry. On any given week, you don't even know who it is. But we got people in here that are not victims, but they're survivors, that they came out of that horrible crime. And they call this their church. And we're the ones helping them get it. In fact, the government calls to us before they call anybody else. And we're believing for a house. And then just globally, we're helping Calvary Havana, Calvary Bible College in Peru. Any Peruvians in the house? 
favorite food. Vision Rescue India, Cave of Adilla in Costa Rica, Disciple Support Ministries in Kenya, and Arlene Hoffman in San Francisco. Those are just some of the missionaries we help out around the world. And why? Because we're committed that we're going to see beyond ourselves. We're going to be a dream team, and we know that together we can do so much. Can I get an amen? Come on, number two, write this down. Dream team, we live with hands that are always willing to carry. We live with hands that are always willing to carry. These friends, they, they didn't just go to Johnny, you know. They, they didn't just say, hey, let, let, let's go pick up Johnny. Johnny needs a ride. Like, jo Johnny's at home. Let, let's just go pick him up. Remember, there was no cars. Maybe they didn't even have a horse. But, but they go visit their friend. And when they go visit their friend, he, he's paralyzed. He, he's lying on a mat. He's on a mat. I, I, I just think about it this way. Maybe there was one in the group that didn't know Johnny was paralyzed. So he's like, oh. Yeah, let's go pick up Johnny. No problem. When they get there, they're like, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. How, how are we going to take Johnny? How are we going to take Johnny to see Jesus? Like, oh, what are we going to do? The three of them are like, we're, we're going to carry him. But Johnny's pretty heavy. I mean, and he's, this is going to be a little bit tough. Yeah, how many know it takes work to help people out? It, it might take some sweat. It might take some blood. It might take some tear. I said blood. That's right. That's right. We'll die for the church. We'll do whatever we can so that people can see Jesus. I mean, we'll do whatever we can. And these four friends, they got together and they said, okay, I mean, we're going to do whatever it takes. Hey, everybody grab a corner and we're going to take Johnny to see Jesus. And they all grabbed a piece of the map and they carried Johnny over to Jesus. And this thing was probably heavy. I mean, this, this thing probably took a long time. Who knows if it was 500 feet away, a mile away, two miles away. And here they are walking, probably in desert-type atmosphere, going to see Jesus. Because they were determined that Johnny needed to see Jesus. And then when they get to the house, oh, the house is packed. There's, there's no room. They could have easily said, Johnny, we'll tell you about it afterwards. <laughs> they said, no, 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 wait, wait a minute. Johnny needs to see Jesus. In fact, Jesus is the only solution for him. There's no other thing for him. There's no other hope for people than Jesus. Well, what are we going to do? I mean, this thing is packed. There's no room. Even at the door, you can't even see the door. Where's G how are we going to get Johnny in there? And you know that out of every group of friends, there's always one. Because siempre está inventando, right? There's always one. That, creative genius of the group. And I could picture him. He, he was probably like, well, let's go through the roof. Huh? Yeah, let's, let's take them up the side steps or a ladder, whatever it is, and we'll take them up the roof and we'll drop them down the middle. Hello, do you know how much work that's going to take? We're going to look crazy. They're going to call the cops on us. Like, this is insane. But their determination said, you know what, we're going to do whatever it takes so that Johnny can see Jesus. Because Johnny, oh, come on. he needs Jesus. It's the only thing that's going to free him, heal him, save him. And this thing probably took a whole lot of work to get Johnny up on the roof. When they get up there, they start to break the roof. Imagine right now, we're sitting here in church, right? And imagine this thing, we just hear some noises, boom, bop, all over the place. And dust begins to fall, and all of a sudden the light breaks through, and we're all looking up, and we see four faces. Are you all right? Oh, we got a friend, we're going to drop in. And imagine somebody just begins to drop down. Man, those guys were committed. To be, to be a Mac carrier, you need to have faith. You need to have faith. You know why? Because they didn't just take him to Jesus uh, just to see. Let's just see what's going to happen. They had faith that Jesus was the only hope of the world. They had faith that Jesus was the solution to their friend. 
We need to have some faith in us because when they drop down their friend before Jesus, look at how Jesus responds. In Mark chapter 2, this is what Jesus says. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, not when he saw the friend's faith, the one that was on the the mat, when he saw their faith, when God sees the faith of those who are committed, there he said to the paralyzed man, son, your your sins are forgiven. Come on, when we're determined to bring people in and Jesus sees our faith, he can heal, he can deliver, he can say, come on, I want to be a faith carrier. I want to be a mat carrier. Come on, how how can we not carry people? How can we not carry people when Jesus carried us? Come on, we serve the God that carried us when we didn't want nothing to do with God. Some of us in here, we came from drug backgrounds, broken homes. We could have ended up in a mental hospital, in prison, or six feet below. But by the grace of God, and only by his grace, are we here. He carried me. He picked me up. He sustained me. Look at the Bible says. In Isaiah chapter 46, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you and I'll sustain you and I will rescue you. Even to your old age, God says, I'll carry you. If he's carrying me, how can I not carry somebody else? If he's carrying me, how can I not pick up a map for somebody else that can't make it to see Jesus? He carried me. He saved me. When I didn't want nothing to do with him, he rescued me. He came after me. He was passionate about me. How can I grow comfortable and forget about a world that's dying? I love this church. I love that we have the best teams on the planet. You know what we have around here? We have a bunch of mat carriers around this place that are not putting up obstacles, but we're, t- we're tearing obstacles down. We're saying we want people to see Jesus, and we're determined to do whatever we can so that people can see Jesus. We're going to take obstacles down. We're going to take obstacles down. We're going to make sure people have a way to see Jesus. We'll bring them in however we can. We'll pack vans. We'll make sure we got parking ministry, kids ministry. We'll make sure. I love that we got mat carriers in here. Our, you know, our, our greeters, our hosts that are opening up doors, they're not just opening up doors. They're mat carriers. They're saying, come in. We're making a way. We just want you to feel at home. They turn a building into a home. Like, imagine if nobody showed up. You know what we were going to do this today? We were going to tell nobody to serve. We were going to tell our team, hey, nobody today. Nobody's on team. Everybody sit down. Can you imagine the chaos that would have, the chaos that would have happened? Right? Because sometimes we take things for granted. Like, it takes a lot of people to make this place beautiful. I love this home. I love the atmosphere. I love the warmth. I love the family environment. But it's because we have a bunch of mat carriers. Like, imagine driving in today in the afternoon. And there was nobody serving in our street team. Nobody organizing cars, where to go, no cones. Like, imagine the mess that would form out there. Right? Like, just imagine. Nobody knew, nobody knows which way to go, which way to come in, which way to come out. It would look like the Palmetto Expressway at 4 p.m. right here at Calvary Kendall, right? And you're like, hey, get out of my way. I'm trying to go out. Yeah, but I'm trying to go in. Where do I go? Nobody knows. Nobody's serving. Nobody's on team. No mat carrier. I'm, I'm leaving church. I told you I didn't want to come in here. You turn and they're out. Anybody thank God for the street team that's out there saying, you can come in, you're welcome into this place. We need a lot more street people. Street people on team, we need it. We take that for granted. Oh, thank you for telling me where to park. (laughs) They're helping out with a lot of confusion. Imagine if we didn't have a kids team back there. Imagine all the babies and all the kids that would be running around this auditorium right now and more than just taking care of the kids. I love it that they're pointing kids to Jesus. Imagine we didn't have a place. Imagine we didn't have team out there. 
And we'll be trying to take communion some Sundays. Grape juice all over the place. And, and I can't listen to the word. I'm a, but we got people out there who say, I'm not, I'm, this is not babysitting. I'm going to train up men and women of God to see Jesus. Come on, anybody thankful? Anybody thankful for Mac carriers? And we have a beautiful team back there that takes care of it. Like, imagine we didn't have nobody, no Mac carriers. Like, sometimes we take this stuff for granted. Imagine if you walked in today and uh, screens weren't working because nobody showed up for media. So if we're singing a new song, figure it out before the song ends. Like, I hope you learned it before the song ends. And if you didn't bring a Bible, well, I'm sorry, there, there's no screens. Screens are off. Um, if, you, if you didn't bring a Bible, start memorizing the Bible. You better know it because uh, with no screens. No screens today. Nobody showed up to serve on team. Nobody, no, no, no Mac carriers today. So people that come in here that have no idea what the Bible is, have never heard of Mark, Acts, Luke. They think that we talk about Luke, they're talking about Uncle Luke. We're not talking about Uncle Luke. We're talking about Luke. That, right? Well, no screens today, so we're sorry. Uh, nobody showed up to serve to do screens. This is a beautiful atmosphere. Imagine if, if today nobody showed up to do lights. Today in the morning, they get here at 6 a.m. to prepare this place. No lights today. Right? This is how we're going to start serving. Nate's, Nate's going to come up here with acoustic guitar. And this is how we're going to do church. And some people will say, well, Alex, God doesn't need lights. God doesn't need screens. God doesn't. And I will respond by saying, well, God doesn't need you then. But God has given us technology and God has given us wisdom so that we can use all these things just to make it better, just to make it nicer, just to make it more welcome. You don't need furniture in your house, but you have it so that when guests come over, you can sit down. All right, we don't need chairs. We don't need anything. If you want, to, you want to go back to the ancient times, let's go to caves. But God has given us all these things so that we can make a building a home. So when people come, they feel comfortable and warm. And let's just take obstacles down. Imagine people come in here. Oh, there's no chairs, no lights, no, nobody telling me where to sit. I, imagine if nobody showed up today to do sound. Our sound team wasn't here. And so we, no, no mic. <laughs> Come on, anybody thankful that we have a team that shows up week in and week out to serve, to make a building a home? Come on, can we thank each and every single Mac carrier that has said, I'm taking people to see Jesus, whatever it takes to turn on the lights, to turn on some screens, to play in worship, to praise Jesus together. Come on, we got Mac carriers. It's a dream team, y'all. It's a dream team. I'm going to ask the band to come up. You can stay on your feet. We'll finish with this. Stay on your feet. We'll finish with this. When the, when the guys go up on the roof and they break open the roof, they lower their friend before Jesus. You know what they had in mind? They knew this. That if we do what we can do, then God will do what only he can do. Last point. When we take care of the natural, God will always do the supernatural. Today as a church, imagine if a bunch of us said, hey, we can't stop. We're not going to stop. This is a dream team. There's a lot of people to reach. Miami has 2.5 million just in Miami-Dade County. Who's going to tell them about Jesus? One church is too small. Two churches are too small. Fifteen churches are too small. We need more pastors, more leaders. We need more mat carriers. We're not living looking at ourselves. We're looking around. We're walking around with awareness. We're saying, God, use us. And all we know is this, that... If we create a platform for God and people to meet, we do the natural and God does the supernatural. You and I can't save nobody. Come on, let's not kid ourselves. 
we, we can't do anything to save anybody, but we can help them see Jesus better. Let's always be the church that carries people to see Jesus. That we work together as a team and say, hey, you need somebody to do sound? I'll show up. Train me. You know, when I was 13 years old, somebody told me, hey, you should serve on team. And at 13, I started doing sound in my youth group. And I was back, I, I was messing around with this. I had no idea. Sound was all over the place. But I was serving Jesus. And I said, this is my church. This is my house. From there, they put me to do lights. From there, they put me to do video at a small church in Homestead. And I was there doing videos and lights. And I was messing everything up. I was 13 years old. But somebody gave me an opportunity to serve. From there, I started helping out in my youth group as a youth leader at 15 years old. Then I went over to kids ministry and I was the sports director because I'm athletic for kids ministry. And me and a friend, we took care of the sports for the kids. They would learn about Jesus and then we'll go outside and play kickball, soccer. And then we'll have a time of prayer together with the youth and then we'll bring them back inside. And on Friday nights, every single Friday night, for as long as I can remember, I've been in the house of God serving God in youth group. That's why I love what they're doing with youth. That's where I saw Jesus. And for years, I was there holding a the door. I was a mat carrier. Hey, I, I'm glad you're here at youth. Hey, come in. It's going to be an awesome night. Mat carrier. I know a lot of youth walk in that want nothing to do with Jesus, but guess what? We're going to make it fun and we're going to make it awesome so that you can see Jesus. We don't serve a boring God. We serve the baddest God on the planet. He's amazing. And I want you to see him. Some people didn't understand. They're like, bad, bad is God. I'm sorry. That just means awesome, awesome God. And uh, from there, I went to serve on Sundays. Uh, anybody thankful for our security team that serves all around to make this place safe for you and me? I was part of the security team. That's right. I was ready to tackle anybody in the that, that wanted to disrupt service, right? Like, what am I going to do? But my whole life, I, I just said, God, I want to be a mech carrier. Start somewhere. So today, I, I, I'm just going to do two calls. The first one I'm going to do is for you to join this dream team. We have over 2,000 people that come here on a week in and week out. And I never want us to live with this me mentality that it's all about me. I'm just going to come, sit down in one service, and then go home. I think that some people are sitting on gifts and talents. Maybe you know how to play the keys. Maybe, maybe you can sing. Maybe you can hold open the door. Maybe you can help us out with street team. I'm praying that a lot of men today stand up. We need more men out there for street team. I'm praying that maybe today you say, hey, I want to be part of kids team. I love it that we threw the challenge out there for our city campus and 10 people signed up and said, I'm gonna, we're gonna lead kids ministry in our city campus. Come on, we're gonna be mat carriers. And so today, I'm praying for this. Today I'm praying, and this has been my prayer, that we get 100 new people to join team. Maybe you think that's crazy. Maybe you think that's, I just know we, we have the church to do it. Well, Alex, are you saying you guys need help? Is it that bad? No, thank God we have incredible teams. We have almost 400 teams. This year alone, over 170 people joined our team this year. But you know what we're thinking about doing? In the next six to eight months, we, we want to add another service here on Sunday nights for the people that can't come on Sunday mornings. And it's going to be Sunday nights at 6 p.m. We need people on team. Come on, anybody thankful? Our city campus right now, our city campus only meets at 7 p.m. at night. Tonight, right now, we're going to go grab some lunch and we all head to church again. And we do this all over again. But they only have one service. And we're praying and believing that there's a lot of people out there that need Jesus. So we're going to start an 11 a.m. service over there as well. We're going to have 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Come on. We need people on team. That building that we want to raise up that's out there in the lobby, it's coming. I believe we're going to put it up. But it costs $12 million. And we're, we're on the way there. We already paid for the plans that are $600,000. That's already paid for through Heart for the House the last couple of years. 
but in the meantime do we just wait for a building no we're going to expand so we're believing god for a homestead campus come on calvary homestead in the next year and a half oh come on anybody excited that we're a church that doesn't just look at ourselves but we're saying god use me and so i got i got i got that first call if you if today you're saying alex i'm not gonna put up any more excuses i'm part of this dream team i'm starting today there's three things that you could do to join team and I, I want you to do them right now don't wait till you get home don't wait till tomorrow i want you to do this right now it's very simple number one you can grab your phone right now go ahead and grab your phone and you can text join team to 33222 just join team all caps all together if you text that number we're going to send you a link and you just got to fill out something it takes 10 seconds i did it on friday i signed up to serve in cafe right i just wanted to test it out and it's amazing by the way, that's head of the genius that does all this stuff. And I don't even know how he does it. And I thank God for his life. If today you're in here, you say, hey, I want to be a Mac carrier. I want to serve, I want to serve my church. I, I've been, it's been about me for way too long. I want you to pick up your phone and do that right now. Some people at 11 and 9 are like, I couldn't figure out the texting real easy then. Go to this website, team.calvaryconnect.com right now. You can go to that website, team.calvaryconnect.com. It's just going to ask for your name and what team you want to join. If you want to be a greeter, if you want to be part of the street team, if you want to be part of sound, media, if you want to learn any of this stuff, we're here. Come on, we're going to do this thing together, dream team. Last but not least, if you if you can't figure out the phone system at all, you're like, Alex, I'm, I'm the least technological person on earth. That's fine. I get it. We have volunteer forums or team forums on every chair. I want you to pick up one of those forms. I want you to fill it out. And outside, we have a black tent. And today, we're calling it our team tent. And I want you to pass by there and just say, hey, I'm on team. I'm on team. Help me out. So many people came out and said, hey, today, I'm on team. What, what can I do? At 9 a.m., at 11 a.m. Today, I'm leaving for 100 over a whole day. 100 people are going to step up and say, this is my house. Young people, today, this is, this is your house. Come on, we're going to reach young people. We need you on team. Young adults, we need you on team. Come on, we're believing that God's going to take us to college campuses. We believe that God's going to open up doors. We need people on team. It's very simple. It takes two minutes. And today I'm believing that we're going to extend our family a little bit bigger. Before we get to heart for the house, we need people that are mat carriers. Can I get an amen? With every eye closed and every head bowed. I'll finish up with this last call. If you're in here today and you're saying, Alex, I, I don't know God. I'm far from God. I, I, I come to church maybe once or twice and really i don't even know if god wants anything to do with me because i am messed up i've failed god i've done wrong I really believe that there's some people in here that maybe you're ashamed of some of the things you've done you're saying that people only knew some of the things I, i've gone down the wrong path i've done things that i shouldn't have done i'm here to tell you that god knows all those things and he loves you still that's the beautiful thing about our god god loves you he he wants to save you he wants to forgive you he wants to give you a hope and a future the Bible says that all of us are sinners. I've sinned. You've sinned. We've all failed God. Nobody's perfect in here. There's not one perfect person in this church. The Bible says we've all failed. We've all sinned. But we met Jesus, who's the Savior of all humanity. The Bible says that God so loved each and every one of us that he gave his son, Jesus. He's a generous God. He gave his son. Jesus came and he grabbed your sin, my sin, all of our flaws, all of our shame, all of our guilt. The Bible says that he carried our sins. We're talking about God being a carrier. Jesus carried our sins and he went up on a cross and he, he died for the sins of humanity. The Bible says he died, he went to a grave for three days, but after three days he resurrected. Jesus is alive. And today he wants to offer you a relationship with the God who created you. He wants to offer you forgiveness. He wants to offer you a brand new beginning. It's never too late. 
if you're in here today and you're saying it's too late for my life it's too late for the things that i've done it's never too late as long as god is in the picture he makes all things new as the church is praying as leaders are praying come on as dream team is praying eyes closed head bowed all across this place if you're in here today you say alex i need jesus alex today i need a new beginning i'm going to count to three and i believe hands are going to go up hands have gone up all day long and you're saying i'm making a decision to follow jesus i need him in my life i need forgiveness today i need a brand new start with every eye closed every head bowed for privacy and concentration i'm going to ask you just to lift up your hand for just a few seconds i'm just going to see it it's an outside declaration of what's happening on the inside and you're saying today i need jesus i'm going to see you and then you can put it right back down if that's you lift up your hand one two three lift up your hand as high as you can all over this place come on as high as you can i want to see you i see you i see you i see you god bless 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 you and you awesome awesome hands raised up everywhere father we thank you for these hands that have been raised god we pray that you seal this moment with your holy spirit thank you for this moment all of you that raise your hand i'm gonna say a simple prayer i want you to repeat it after me the Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. In fact, the whole church, we're going to repeat it out loud, strong with you. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. That you died for my sins and on the third day, you resurrected Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I'll follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.